welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hi, Breakup Broads. All by myself. Don't want to be. I was going to say, I actually don't know the lines after that. (laughs) Good for you. But but sometimes I do want to be all by myself, you know? So what's that about? Yeah, do you ever fantasize about your partner like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what a way to get started. Like maybe, not now, like maybe, you know, 10 or 15 years down the road, either them leaving you or something tragic happening and suddenly you're alone again. I've thought about getting into some sort of situation where like maybe Evan's with Ember and I'm in like a helicopter crash but I survive and I land maybe in, in like Tokyo. A, yeah, and exactly. You, and, you, and you forget, you lose your memory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't remember you have a husband and child. And like somehow like <laughs> I lo- like I, I lose years. So like I'm younger somehow yes. and like somehow I'm prettier and people are like, who is this? Like, or maybe even better, you think you're 25. <laughs> <laughs> in you all think- reality, I'm 45 and they're like this bitch. <laughs> they would love you there though. Probably. Oh, I've never been. I would love to I think you would go. fit into Japan so well. That's I have. Like, I am speaking honestly, like, out of my like, ass. But no that's idea. like one of the most flattering things you could say to me. I think I think that could actually, it would be a great movie. I would, I would love that. <laughs> it would be a wash with Teenage Ember. He's just struggling to pick up the pieces. Meanwhile, you're like. She's just, learn- just like, fuck you, dad. You're like learning Japanese, running like some hip like yeah. bar. And I always have like the, a little bit of loneliness in my eyes, but it's like very sexy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So travel, you always, yes. I love this. Yeah. But so yeah, I have thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I remember I haven't been with Grayson nearly as long as you have with Evan. But I do think sometimes I'm like, man, whenever I was single, I always just sort of wanted to be with someone. Right. And I was looking for that love. And then now I'm like, I have a dream sometimes that I live in an apartment by myself Mm. and I'm just Mm -hmm. decorating it by myself. And I'm just like, "Mm, what am I going to do tonight? I don't know. I think I'll just like stay in, watch some TV, smoke some weed and just do nothing at all, which I yeah. do do. But. It's very sexy thinking about that. I think it's always greener on the other side. Like yes. when we, so we're talking about breakups today, broads and yes. breaking up. And when we put the question out there of, you know, for you, like give us, you know, whatever questions you may have under the sun. It was so interesting because you saw both sides to the coin. Like some people were very much like, um, if they were in a relationship, I've been in a relationship with for the, with this person for so long and I'm curious, should I break up? Or, you know, I'm single and I, you know, I was broken up with and I'm heartbroken. It's always greener. Yeah, it's, a good, I think, it's good to remember. I think breakups usually suck. Oh, for sure. But the being single doesn't always suck. That's what no, I'm saying. No, definitely If you not. learn to embrace it. Yeah. I wish I had like, I wish I had embraced it more of like, this is a time in my life when I'll be single and like, oh yeah, eventually I'll be with someone hopefully. And then I won't be single for the rest of my life. So maybe I should really like 100%. cherish this time. When I'm with my single girlfriends, I hype them up constantly. I'm just like, when they're like, oh, I'm sad about whatever. I'm like, go out. This is your golden your age. Life. And I'm like booking flights for them. I'm <laughs> like, go travel alone. Enjoy it. Meet up with some uh-huh. handsome Belgian stranger. Yes. You know what I mean? I, yes. I just, just go and, yes. and and don't take it as seriously like because 
life happens real fast. Life and, is too short. And especially once you have a little one, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you're stuck with that person for the rest <laughs> of your life, regardless. Of you what can't happens. break up with them. <laughs> it's, it's true, actually. You know um, what actually got Becca and I thinking about wanting to talk about breakups is hey oh my god what is happening i in really Bachelor actually Nation? didn't know what you were, where you're going i was like were we talking about breaking up with our significant other? i don't remember this <laughs> like, remember when i said you were gonna leave gray i was gonna leave evan we're gonna get that flight to tokyo just gonna for a couple weeks lose our memories <laughs> quote we're gonna hit our heads in the crash quote um bachelor nation dude okay. it is so let's go over the original couples from paradise yes and then tally the fatalities yes okay um let's start with the people that are still together dean and kaylin are still together yes hannah and dylan are still together yes is that it oh. no katie okay katie and chris are still <sighs> together i don't uh, no no we katie, never see them katie has never posted a photo with him since the finale no we never see them together they like They've posted a couple times, like, you know, right afterwards, like, we we care about each other. We love each other. You know, let I mean, us Chris live our lives. Chris posted something blah, blah. of her last week. It's just, we saw where that train was headed on the show, and it just doesn't seem like it, uh, just, just, I'm just going to keep saying what I said all season. Just break up already. End yeah. it. They're just, I, I don't even see, and maybe I have, I haven't had like an eagle eye on it, but I haven't even seen them comment on each other's like photos. No. Yeah. I think like, I think they're secretly broken up. He, he did post something of her like last week. I don't think they're secretly broken up, but I think they're like really, I think Katie's really trying to ride that train. Like not for any particular reason other than like to make it work. Yeah. Oh, I can. And I listen, I get it. I have been in that situation numerous times where I'm just like, I'm going to fucking make this work and Ugh. I'm holding on even though I know that I shouldn't, but I just have something to prove to myself and maybe my mother or whoever might've said that it wasn't going to work. I will say to be completely honest is I felt that way most of the time when I was pregnant with Ruth about Grayson. Really? Yes. Be I was like, we're, and then come to find out he was feeling the same way where it was just like, we're I'm hanging on. Just, <laughs> we're doing this for the baby. What the fuck else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Doing it for the baby. But it is one of the rare cases where I think it did pan out. Yeah. I'm pretty happy now, but still fantasize about the, the trip to Tokyo. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, no, I just don't think you should hang on if like, no, I mean also pregnancy hormones and like having a baby with someone you barely know is a very different situation than someone you've like, been yeah. with for three years I think having it's been this constant yeah i also think struggle. having a baby with someone that you don't know very well versus meeting on a tropical island <laughs> is a different scenario totally. you know what i mean that's actually like, an excellent point because yeah. you're going through quote paradise yeah shouldn't your relationship be in a pretty good place in paradise i feel like it would be as like peachy keen as it could be you One know what i mean think and like in this stage of like traveling and like bachelor nation friends like your yeah. relationship at this point should be pretty good but honestly maybe it's all the other couples faults because maybe the energy coming off Dude. of the other couples clearly is not happy so maybe it's just really wearing off on everyone okay fatalities fatalities Tasha and john paul jones <sighs> did kind of see this one coming i feel like i did and i didn't because there was something so magical with the two of yes. them um and then when she went back to him yes that was kind of like oh 
I'm I was I was shocked that she went back to him. I really was. So then part of yeah. me thought like, okay, but I think they definitely seem like they'll be friends forever. They could well, I don't know, because John didn't post a photo and like any kind of breakup thing. So he might be kind of bitter. We kind of saw how petty he could I be. I think he I think he posted a bunch of hearts on the photo of them. Oh, that he? she that she posted. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just, you know, him with the with the with the, the Derek situation, the Derek situation was unsavory. Maybe Tasha and Derek. <laughs> Maybe Tasha and Derek about that. It again. did cross my mind. Um, I sure hope. But that, and then also, I think their relationship was a product of like the paradise yes. thing. You know, when we were talking about Peachy Keen as ever, that was kind of them. Yeah, and then but they also hit. had that like major chemistry spark. Mm-hmm. But that for sure could have been that friend spark because I feel like there's a couple guys in my life who I'm very close to, who I have no romantic inclination towards that I have like crazy chemistry with. Mm. And maybe that was more their dynamic because they had so much fun together that maybe it's like you guys are BFFs who occasionally get drunk and make out like you're that friends, that friend to each other, but maybe not in a relationship. My theory is they're star crossed lovers whose real lives just didn't mesh. (gasps) Like their dreams yes. and aspirations and like who they are as people in the real world just didn't mesh. Because as we've discussed, what would Tasha's dad say about John Paul Jones? <laughs> Lord knows. Also, what's his John Paul Jones's career? Um, I forget he's some like financial analyst okay. or something, but he has like the mega rich family. Yeah. I think it's star cross lovers. Yeah. That's what I like. I like to believe that, you know. All right. Well, and then And then oh dude. I this, I did not see this, this coming. This fizzled out real quick, though. I know. I know. The last photo that they posted with each other was right after the finale. So we're talking Demi and Christian. Yeah. And I am shocked. Like, Becca and I were very, like, we both were pretty confident thinking that if anyone would work, it would be well, Demi and Christian. Well, I felt that Christian. way at the finale, but definitely the past month or so. Oh, no, no, no. You oh, were, yeah, yeah. There were major question marks going, like, listen. I don't want to, I don't want to judge someone's relationship because I get that like they're both crazy busy right now, but I would see like, you guys are both in LA LA. right now and you're hanging out with With different bachelor friends, not together. Yes. And I think that that's, first of all, not to start speculating. It's very healthy to do that. You need your own time. You need your own friends and your own space. But it was kind of surprising that and, and I kept thinking maybe they just, when they're together, they're enjoying each other's company so much that they're not posting. I definitely had that thought as well. I was trying, <laughs> really trying to, well, but that's the thing. Like, I don't think it was crazy to try to justify it because no. we saw them on the show and they I seemed, I know. So, you know, I, I have been for the past two weeks trolling, typing in Demi and Christian Reddit, trolling have you, what it have you to been try finding? to, well, that's a thing up until a few days ago, it was kind of nothing where people are just like, no, they said that they're both like private, whatever, whatever. And I was like, Hmm, something just doesn't smell right. Yeah. And then of course the past few days it was, um, Christian's sister posted something about Demi's quote thirst trap photo. I'm quoting her. And, uh, something's pretty snarky she was like not desperate at all or said something yeah like that. It was like, yeah on that that very like hot someone had posted bikini that. photo yeah, yeah 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 and then um christian had unfollowed hannah b there was some little evidence like that oh, okay okay and then, of course the breakup uh happened um yeah i'm just interesting interested to see like i'm not sure what happened 
And of course, Reddit's kind of mean. So they yeah. were like, they were like, Demi likes the spotlight and like, you know, doesn't want Christian to be a part of her spotlight and like just stuff like Sad. that. Where I'm like, all right, all right. No, I'm sure. You know what? You just wonder it. Obviously, they were dating beforehand. Yeah. But something like this, like I have no I can't imagine what it would do to a relationship that's growing. Like all of a sudden you go from like having a private relationship and then you're in front of the camera and then they had to rewatch, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe who knows, maybe Christian was watching Demi with Derek and then having to rewatch that and get upset about that. And they were fighting. I mean, we, it's like you have no idea. And then yeah, it is just crazy because they got engaged and it's like, I know. What? three months two two and a half months later well um, they weren't posting photos with each other at least for like the past month i'm telling you they they haven't posted on their page yeah since the finale yeah which is like kind of crazy yeah the finale was what beginning of september end of august something like that anyway. yeah i think the beginning of september so it's pretty wild well you're, we're gonna see Demi on next year again, I guess on Paradise. Oh yeah, probably. Which huh? that to me is just kind of like I'm sad. Uh, it just makes me sad. I hope she doesn't go. Me I too. would have. I mean, I I'm gonna love her regardless if she goes on. Sure, I will sure, support, support. I will always support her. Support. I adore that thing, that little that little Polly Pocket. I, but I would be. I would have like mad respect, and I would think it would be killer if she didn't. It kind of just leaves a little on. bit bad taste in my mouth since like. I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer, the whole situation and the way, like, Christian was brought on the show and everything. It seems like Christian really, like, even, like, loved being on the show. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Demi's fault. It just sounds like it sucks for Christian. Yeah. Because she sort of got roped into this whole situation, and then now she's like, and... What if Christian was the next Bachelorette? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be sick. (laughs) She would be a great Bachelorette. That would be so sick. She's so, like, thoughtful and very smoldering. Yeah, I don't think she'd buy though. So it'd just be all girls, and again, yeah. that, just, that show would get crazy. Yeah, people would just start we would leave. <laughs> we would live for it. All right, so breakups, and uh, Becca is convinced that Dean and Kalen will be the ones to. I ride do, it through. I do, I do want to talk about this. Yeah, I, for a second. I gotta be real with you. You know, I wait. Uh, hold on. Yeah. I'll save my theory in just a second. Okay, okay. That, that, that way I'm going to hold on to you broads until I get oh, out my theory. Just <laughs> oh, just hanging on the edge of our seats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been pretty open about the fact that I struggle eating nutritious foods. Um, I've spent most of my life eat- eating food that doesn't do anything for me. And the older I get, the more I've realized that I need balance in my life. I will never give up my sweets and my Cheetos and my bread bowls. Never. That's the spice of life. Uh, but I needed to start making sure that I got more veggies and protein and nutritious things in my life to help with my stamina and future health. And that's where Noom came into play for me because of past body issues. I've run away from apps like this because it's triggered unhealthy things for me. But Noom makes sure that you get what you want and what is best for your mind out of this app. Noom is a habit-changing solution. They say it's based in cognitive behavioral approach. Uh, When I first went on the app, I was so appreciative of how much they spent time making sure that you're being taken care of the way that's healthiest for your mind, Um, asking you why you're doing what you're doing and making sure you know your reasons. Um, Also, not pushing you into anything ever and asking how you feel most encouraged and how involved you'd like your goal specialist to be. My goal um, has been to make sure that I'm a bit more balanced in my life nutrients-wise and that I get those greens and proteins in, and my goal specialist has helped me with that 
lovingly. You don't have to change it all in one day because small steps make big progress. And you can sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash chatty. Visit Noom.com slash chatty to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash chatty. All right, tell us. Well, not very founded upon anything, but the thing about like Hannah and Dylan, yeah, they're cute together, whatever. I think like they're so in that like infatuation stage. Yeah. I can definitely see it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I can see it more clearly fizzling out. Okay. After a year or two where they're like, why don't we feel like all warm and fuzzy and butterflies anymore when we see each other? Why don't we want to match anymore? Yeah. (laughs) So, and they're, they're together a lot, which isn't a problem, but that's just, I think it's just going to fizzle out. It could fizzle out if it's going to end. That's all I'm saying. Dean and Kaylin, however, I have to say, they they seem like the most real relationship out mm-hmm. of everyone's. Mm-hmm. And they spend a lot of healthy time apart. Yeah. And they each totally have their own thing going on from what it seems. It seems yeah. like um, Dean's traveling a lot and like Kaylin gets to do stuff with her girlfriends, whatever. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think no, that you're that's, so, that's like the... You're so right because ever, ever since the show ended, Hannah and like Dylan have just been inseparable. And Hannah, you haven't been seeing her like with any of the other girls from mm-hmm. Paradise, but Kaylin's been all over the map doing her different events. And then Dean is still, like you said, doing the traveling that he was doing before. Yeah. And sometimes they do it together. Yeah. And so I think it's... They're, they're, they're shockingly cute on Instagram together. Like sometimes I... I don't follow them, but I'll hop on (laughs) sometimes and just be like, God damn it. They're super cute. I just think they feel real. They feel real. And I feel like they're the kind of people that like, see, this is the thing about Hannah and Dylan. I don't know their relationship, but I would sort of guess that they don't fight very much. No, and it's one of those things that like, like we've said, maybe they will just live that easy breezy cover girl life for the rest of their lives. But shit might hit the fan and then it's right. like what's happening and i always get a long comf when people tell me that like their a point of pride is that they've never fought with their significant other i'm just like oh well, you and i aren't gonna really relate because <laughs> some people disagree i, I do I find it to be a red flag i've had my issues of needing to learn how to control my verbal my verbality that's a word i'm going to use but i know i think that it's important to fight or to disagree in like a healthy way. But well, people say you need to learn how to fight. Exactly. With that person in particular. And I think that it is a skill that you learn when yeah. you, like you said, maybe not the, the screaming, like throwing no, shit fights. No, but like we're trying to, you know, we're trying to grow. <laughs> but like we get in arguments, like at least a decent argument every couple of weeks, I would say. But I've seen now how we get over it quicker, mm-hmm. how we learn what the other person's trigger is and like either pull that out or avoid it and learn how to like make up in a way that the other person will receive. And like, right. we've learned yeah. a lot and like a lot more on how to fight. Yeah. So if you never fight and then maybe you have a fight, it might be like, Oh, our relationship is ending. That being said, I feel like Dean and Kaylin probably have a, have, they seem like they fight every yeah, now and then. They definitely do. I bet that they really can get into it sometimes. So, but I think that's good. Yeah. So I, think I love that, it. I think that they're going to outlast everyone. I do. That's who I got my money on. I think it's a good theory. Glad I didn't put any money on Debbie and Christian. <laughs> oh, so sad. It's unfortunate, but that that was just, I, it was just I know. over so quick. Yeah, it really bummed me out big time. So quick. Whirlwind. <sighs> well, speaking okay. of breaking up. Breaking up, we... Do you I remember that song, wait, like in the 90s? It was breaking something- up is hard to do. Yes! Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't it like, I can't find my cat? 
or something. There I was like remember. a line in it. I genuinely, I don't know the like melody, but I literally, when we started this episode, I was like, I think probably the title should be breaking up is hard to do. You know, I'm looking at the lyrics. I swear <laughs> there was a part that said like, I can't find my cat. Maybe I'm making that up. Like maybe that's for you. That's special for you. I, we literally though, we, this is one of these topics that has been DM'd from the beginning. We'd oh. like an episode about breaking up. We'd like an episode about breaking up. I think at one point in one of your Q and A's, you mentioned something about breaking up and we were like bombarded with people being like, please do an episode on breaking up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's one of my favorite topics. Really? Yeah. Not in a way that like I, um, I, I think it's one of the hardest things in a lot of people's lives, Mm -hmm. but I just get excited talking about it because I always feel like there's so much room for growth. It's true. You know, it's crazy because there's some people that actually can't relate to the feeling of a bad breakup. That's very true. That's very true. And, um, and you know, some people have never been, have never been dumped, have only dumped people and vice versa some people have never dumped someone that have only been dumped like true oh we gotta talk about both of those because yeah we have a good question from someone about about uh being the dumper dude being the dumper i've cried more being the dumper sometimes that's what she was talking about yeah however okay where should we start let's talk about should we talk about maybe a a bad breakup that you've had or a breakup experience maybe the hardest one for you or the most pivotal? Oh, dude, I could... To be completely honest, my first real breakup was still, to this day, one of the worst things I've ever gone through. Really? And that is that is kind of saying a lot. It It is was by far one of the most grievous experiences yeah. I've ever had in my life. Worse yeah. than... I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that's interesting because I was about to say, like, worse than some deaths in my family. Which, like, the thing is about some of the tragedies that have happened in my family, they still affect me now. And so yeah. the breakup isn't quite the same. Cause like, I still don't, doesn't really affect me now. Yeah, anymore. But, it's that but at in the, the moment, time, yeah. like in the year surrounding it happening, it was one of the worst years of my whole life. Yeah. So, um, I, it was my high school boyfriend and we got together. It was kind of funny. Cause like I had, he was infatuated with me and like, I did kind of like him, but then I dumped him and he was heartbroken. And then a few months later, we, I was just like, huh, suddenly the spark was there and we got together. And it's funny because people really discredit some of those like high school romances. And I still maintain now that that shit was totally real. Like it was the yeah. realest, most purest. I think love there's I've something very unadulterated about high school romance. Like there's maybe not a lot of other experiences, and it's you're getting like the person is getting your pure self, like with no you're not jaded at all, and no fear. There's of no being fear. You just like throw your heart out, and you just give that person every. And both piece of us of were like that. We yeah. were just like we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah. The interesting thing is that maybe different from some people's experiences is like, I still really love him. And like, we definitely still every now and then check in. Um, Everyone, every now and then fuck. <laughs> no, uh, not anymore. Um, but it's one of those things where like, I still look on it now and I'm like, actually we would have been like 
a real we we would have been really good yeah. together like yeah. i don't think everyone can say that maybe it's like oh yeah my 16 year old boyfriend like i'm really glad we didn't end of up course together. of course but i definitely still feel the same way now where i'm like actually like we would have been a good couple um so anyway we were just so like in love in that pure puppy love way mm. where i would get to his house and he had given me a key and i would run up the stairs and i just like couldn't wait to see him and like we would just do everything together and it was just magical. And also like being around Fresno, you know, there's like lakes and rivers. And so you would go, you know, we'd ditch school. He was a year older than me and he's graduated. So we'd go, you know, off on adventures for the day. It was just wonderful. And um, then I graduated and we both moved down south. I started school at UC Irvine. And he moved to Fullerton. And, um, and it was kind of just us. It stopped me from like making friends in college and like really having a college experience at the time and he had kind of just moved down for me yeah and we were together about two years and then I kind of started getting a little itch where I was like he's not artsy and like I want a boyfriend that's like a photographer and like (laughs) I want a boyfriend who gets it and he was like because the thing that I liked about him and it's funny because it's kind of how Grayson is now I liked him because he was the the opposite of a tryhard where he Mm. would just do his thing and was like totally confident in that. And that's what I loved about him. But I started wanting someone who is like a try hard like me. I'm like, right. I want somebody who's hip and who's cool and doesn't wear the same Quicksilver t-shirt they've had for seven years, you know? And I just like yeah. started craving no, that. Yeah, yeah. But then the problem is, is one, I took advantage of how he was. And I'm still working on this now, <laughs> like seven or eight years later, where, you know, I would be, he'd be over at my house. I'd be like, like. I asked you to take out the trash. Like, why didn't you take out the trash? Like, literally, queen diva bitch. She didn't even live with me and would, like, help me with my dishes. Like, take out the trash for me. Like, do everything for me. And I was just like, fuck you. I wanted waffles, not pancakes for breakfast. Why aren't you dressed cooler? (laughs) Yeah. You're embarrassing, actually. Um, The problem is I started vocalizing to him. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe we should break up. Like, I kind of like, what if we went on a break? Like... (laughs) Like, and he was just so angelic and he had said like from the beginning, like I knew like he had first seen me in a play I was in. He's like, I saw you in that sweater and I like knew you were the girl for me and that I wanted my my wife to look like that. And he was just like, so sweet. But yeah, so basically I pushed him to the point where he broke up with me when we were home for the summer and I was like, fuck what have i done and i almost crashed the car home on because i was dropping him off somewhere how did, and he, was, how did he break up with you dude we had been like kind of at it like you know when you're like fighting every couple weeks but then you start fighting like every few days and then suddenly you're like having these big converse like intense conversations every, every day. day yeah and um so we were having it was like that where he'd been talking to my parents backyard like all night going back and forth about uh, who knows what and then we got in the car i was dropping him off at his friend's house and he got out and he was like you know what like i think i don't even remember what he said like i don't think like i think we should break up and then i was like no 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 and it was like i was i immediately knew like no 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 and i was like no please no 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 please don't oh do this please God. don't do this please don't just do this the, the panic yeah it's all just of like, a sudden i was like wait i didn't think this was gonna happen yeah. and he like kissed me on the forehead and he's like no, oh I'm sorry. god and i was dude i was a wreck oh and i was just like like crumpled <laughs> to the ground no. could barely drive home because i was like just sobbing so much but then the next day i was like cracked my fingers i was like it's okay 
we're going to get him back in a couple months. This is just a break. We're just on a break. And of course, I was telling of people course, that, like, we're on a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> telling every cute girl in the premises, just like, just so you know, like, we're still we trying to play together. We're just on a break. It's fine. Well, sorry, everyone. This is really divulging into a story here. No. I went to San Francisco for the week to visit my friend during that time, which I hooked up with the guy that I had wanted to be hooking up with the past couple months who had been Snapchatting me. And I'm sure it wasn't as good. No, yeah. like virtually kicked me out after we hooked up. And oh. I was just like, wait, 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 what's happening? And yeah, and I did shrooms and it was horrible. And oh obviously, because it was right after a breakup and I I had planned to do shrooms with all my friends and I thought I was going to be fun. And then I ate the shrooms and then no one else did. So then I was <laughs> oh, alone and I had my head on the cold. Oh, <laughs> had my head on the cold toilet called my mom and told her like i'm in a bad place right now i need you to pray for me my mom prayed for me over the phone as i was tripping balls in the bathroom it was like the lone oh my god and during my shroom trip i was like felt the most profound loneliness i've ever felt in my life where i was like i have no one who really understands me or loves me i have no one in the world i'm all alone god's not real i'm all alone and it was the worst oh my god <laughs> you're actually tearing up right i now. am because that feeling it's just like oh incomparable incomparable and i basically long story short like i came home i i kind of held out on this hope that we were going to get back together and he didn't move back to orange county after the summer like only i did i went back to school and i was like do you think you're gonna like move back to Florton? he was just like no and because we'd still like text yeah. every now and then. And I remember when he changed his status on Facebook to single and it was like a month or two later. And like it was horrible. That's horrible. It was horrible. And like for the next six months, it was like me like blocking his number, unblocking his number. Like I would dream that he would call me and I'd wake up and look at my phone and there was like no missed calls. And it was just like it was horrible. And I was so lonely because I had no friends because I had only been with him yeah. and no one wanted to be my friend. Cause obviously I was just like a grieving, horrible wreck. All I wanted <laughs> to do like was talk pile. about him. Yeah. And I was just lonely. And sackcloth. And yes. <laughs> ashes <laughs> on my head. <laughs> just like dust in the Mo- Groaning in the streets. Um, but it was like, oh, yeah, God. like I would come home some days and I would just be so overwhelmed. Cause like the park at our school, we would like picnic together and I'd walk by the park and I would just like, I, I've never felt this to this day. I would like go out to lunch and would just like start crying like by myself and I'd be trying to pick myself back up. And it was like, it was like getting over a death. And I remember I had started to get over it. And like maybe it was seven or eight months later, I was back in Fresno. And one of my friends is like, let's go to his, cause he was in a band. So they're like, let's go to one of his shows. And I was like, uh, okay, fine. Like I'm feeling better. And then I saw him kiss his new girlfriend in the oh audience my god, bend oh down my god, and kiss oh her god, during oh the middle god. of the show and that feeling in, the middle of in your show? stomach yeah that feeling in your stomach of like i want to die right now uh-huh. just like that drop but you're trying to play it like it's cool because you're with all your friends it was horrible i literally just like i felt it that that like oh, yeah. sinking feeling like yeah. your whole body just drops and you're like you feel it like, like emptiness like and throw like up yeah it's arms and legs it's horrible and then um yeah didn't talk to him for like a couple years and then we started talking again started hooking up again but that's <laughs> another story so <laughs> anyway yeah it's crazy when you say that like it's was the hardest 
like most, like the hardest thing in your life because I've had moments before when, you know, people have asked me like, what's been the hardest thing in your life? And I, my like knee jerk reaction is always one of my breakups. And then I feel silly and I'm just like, well, I guess my parents divorce or like getting like 51 50 in the hospital because of my bipolar, like the deaths of some of my family. But like my knee jerk reaction is one of my like devastating breakups. And I remember feeling like really stupid and feeling like, man, bad shit must not have happened to you. Yeah, if that's, that's your no, worst thing. Exactly. Exactly. And then I remember having a conversation, um, with, uh, one of my girlfriends who had gotten, um, diagnosed with cancer and was going through it. And we started talking about like relationships or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, even like through this, like, this is like one of, I mean, obviously like one of the most devastating, horrible, tough things that she was going through, but she was just like, still like, I would say my breakup, <laughs> you know that, what I that's mean? That's so validating though to you know, hear. Because I think there's something about like, there's so much trauma in certain things in life. And like, you know, you think about people like all over the planet who have like our lives, our literal lives of royalty compared to other people. But yet there is something that binds us together and it is love and people just love deeply. And then also coupled with that is the hurt in the breaking of a relationship. And like you said, when you love purely, there's something yeah. that there's that innocent love, like first love. There's so many cliches about it. And I think they're all true. I think when you have a real true first love and that's oh broken, oh like, Horrible. You're forever changed. Yeah. Like you really are. I will forever I changed. will never enter a relationship in that true pureness like I did that first one again. No, not like so I've talked about it yeah, a I little bit with when Evan and I uh when Evan came on the show and we talked about yes. like our, you know, young, long term young relationships. You broke it off with him? No, he broke it off with me. Wow, for some reason I thought that's right, but you kind of changed the narrative where you were like, I'm not gonna let you keep crawling back. (laughs) I flipped the script. But like it was one of those things where and it was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself. Um but it was like you were saying where the fighting just was like out of control. And I was like in the heat of like severe anxiety and depression. And he was having to carry all that and me. And I was putting all of it on him. And he was just this like, you know, at the time, how old were we when he broke up? Uh, freshman in college. Oh yeah. And it was just like, he's trying to live his life. And I'm just like making it, you know, I'm just koalaing on him with all my problems. And, um, and we ended up doing something like where we took a break. Like it was it just kept hitting the wall. Yeah. And then we took a break and we took a break for like a couple weeks. And I remember like when you said hooking up with um, the guy that you were on Snapchat, yeah. I didn't end up hooking up with anybody, but I did like I was in college and I was kind of like, you know, people, people like me, like you're lucky to have me. And I was like flirting with people and kind of like talking to people. I'm like, well, I'm on a break. I'm on a break. And I didn't really take it seriously. And, um, and then we got back to like, we got back together and then like pushed through it for another like month. And then one day he was like, I need to, I need to talk to you. And he came over. Um, Do you know what was happening? No, I thought it was just like another fight. And he came over and he's like, let's go on a walk. And we went on a walk and it was, we had been together for a few years at this point. He was my first. Yeah. You know, like sexually. 
And so it was like, you know, he was everything. Yeah. And um, we were on a walk and he was just like, it's just, we can't. Like, we can't do this anymore. Like, we're killing each other straight up. And I love you. And that's, like, that's not going to change or whatever. And we walked around the community for probably about three and a half hours, like, talking and, like, on and off crying. And I was just like, no, please. Like, how can we make it work? And I remember just sitting there going, like, you just spent, like, a couple weeks on this break flirting and being like, you're fine, you're fine. And, like, you took, like, you did not appreciate what you had. And I was just devastated. And, um... Yeah, we're just back and forth and it was just like he, you know, but I was like, okay, but like maybe we could just try to fix this and try and I was just trying to solve it. And he was just like, No, we have to do this. Like we have to do this. And I I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And I remember walking back into the house and like, yeah, you feel that feeling in your stomach and you're like fuzzed out. I always feel like you can't feel your hands. And we're walking back into the house. Like I had cried so much. I felt like I couldn't cry anymore. And we had like this long driveway at the time. And I remember watching him walk into his car, close the door and like put his head against the steering wheel. And I saw his like shoulders sobbing and he sat in my driveway crying for an hour. And I was just like looking out watching and he wouldn't and I wanted to like run back out or whatever. And my mom was so like, like wise. She goes, Jessica, just like let him like you just need to let him be. And he just sat and cried in the driveway for an hour. And I was just like, but I kept playing that thing in my head too. like you said, like, it's fine. We're going to work out. It's going to be okay you know, we're, we're meant to be like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. My mom said though, and this like fucked me up is she said the first like two weeks after Evan broke up with me that she'd go into my room at nighttime because I would sleep cry every single night. She's like, I'd walk into your room and you'd be crying. Like, and I, you know, fully whatever I would, I didn't recall like the dreams or whatever, but I was just crying in my sleep. And, um, and so then I was like, okay, we're going to work, you know, it, it'll be, it's fine. We're going to get back together. I remember calling one of his friends and being like, oh. um, Hey, cause we all had mutual friends. And I was like, Hey, I want to chat with you. And it was kind of, I was like trying to yes. pull, yes. pull move, you know? And so, um, we, I, we got together and I remember him being like, God, what a fucking asshole. Dude, I love him when he's such a, a dick. But he literally like was just like, are you? Like, I could, like, he thought I was, like, hitting on him. And I was just like, <laughs> Andrew, no. <laughs> I love, Andrew, I love you if you listen. But I was like, he was just like, are you hitting? And I was like, no, dude. I just, I want to let you know, like, I don't want our relationship to sever because of what's going on. Yeah. And I kind of said to him, listen, like, Evan and I, we love each other. Like we're broken up. Yes. But like, we will get back together. It's not a, it's not a forever. It's not a no. And I remember Andrew looking at me and going, oh no, he's totally done. He's, I don't know what he said to you, but like, he's completely done. Dude, man. I was just like, (gasps) and I thought I was going to die. I, one of, so one (laughs) of my ex's best friends, he was 21. So he was buying us beer and like I was trying to do that casual thing, and I was like, "So, like, how's he doing? Like, what's up? What's going on? You guys on? been hanging recently?" And that asshole did a thing where he was just like, "Oh, he's doing so great! Like, we've been going to the gym a lot. He's looking good. Like, There's we're been out, a lot of girls. We're out all the time." And I was just like, 
And I actually talked to him about it like years later and he like laughed and he was like, oh my God, I totally remember that. Like I was totally fucking with you. And I was like, Austin, that is so rude. Oh, and that's burnt. That shit is burned in your memory for forever. It's like all you, you replay what they said over and over and over again. Every night he's just fucking bitches. Just so glad (laughs) he dumped me. He's just like, that's the best thing that's ever happened to him now that I'm gone. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. No, when he said that to you, he was like, I don't know. And I, and it's so funny now. Like, I remember after Evan and I then got back together, I told him, I was like, Andrew said that you were just done. And he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't even think we had that conversation. (laughs) And Andrew was probably just like, Andrew's super, he's one of those guys super like blunt. And Uh he was probably just like, no, he's done. Like, you guys are done. Uh You guys are fighting. Why are you going to, why are you going to play? Like, it's, you know, whatever. Um, Now, did Evan sort of do the thing where every once in a while he would text you every once in a while? Yes, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this is like one of the biggest things that I let's preach about. Now, Evan, no, and I am so grateful for that he did this. And because if it would have been in my full control, I would have like... If he would have been texting me, I would have had no power to, to not, you know, respond back to him. But he very much was like, we can't talk. Like, I just have to cut it. So luckily, like for us, I was going back to school and we were like a few hours away. So that made it easy. But on the weekends, I'd come down like home a lot and he'd be around and, you know, you bump into each other. Oh, my God, a friend hangs. And that feeling is just like the worst see, it was kind of lucky because i was in a different we were in different cities oh yeah so we back home yeah so no i would helpful. see him fairly regularly oh, and i remember like you like avoid each other but then i'd go up and i'd say hi and i'm <laughs> just like every time i'd see him i'd give him a hug and i was like oh my god the smell oh <sighs> just like save this to death just like like wanting to like sneak off with one of his sweatshirts and like stuff it in my in my uh a bed and just sleep with it every night well, um my ex would every once in a while text me and then i'd reply and then he just like wouldn't text back oh oh hell no and also one time i remember he was like drunk i think and called me at like two o'clock in the morning when i was like home and he like knew i was oh, home so brutal and didn't say anything but he was just like so i couldn't really understand him he was just like can you pick me up like something 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 that's so brutal ah. that's so brutal so, let's get into protocol if you were the yeah. dumpy yes let's get into protocol I feel very passionate about this. I feel passionate about these things too. So So my first thing that I feel very passionate about is first of all, fuck their feelings. No, not really. (laughs) Like I don't mean go off on them, but I mean, fuck their feelings in the sense of you need to do what you need to do and prioritize Mm -hmm. yourself and getting over them. Like, look, don't, I know it's so hard, but don't do what we did. Just assume they're done with Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. Okay. And if they want to prove it to you that they're not, that's on them. Okay. You are not trying to change their mind. You are not doing the thing where you're like, look, I'm out with my friends having fun. You need to do what you need to do. If this means blocking them on Instagram, blocking them on Snapchat, blocking them on whatever the fuck, so you don't check on what they're doing, mm-hmm. blocking their friend that I know you check on their story to see if they're in it and what they're doing. Get that I'm shit out. I'm nodding vigorously. <laughs> Block it. Block it out. Don't fuck their feelings in the sense of don't worry if they think you're petty for block. If if they yep. ask, you can explain, I'm sorry, I'm doing this for my emotional health because I need to get over you. And maybe even if they keep texting you, block their number. I know you're really going to want to see it or have an accountability partner where if they text you, the the person holds you accountable so that you don't reply. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like there is... Uh, 
I'm like, I'm pretty adamant about the social media thing. Yes. I'm kind of like, even if one of my girlfriends says, oh no, I know that I have control over myself. I go, I don't care. Even if you are the most controlled person. Something might pop up on your feed. Yep. They might post something with a friend at that place you guys used to go to and it's going to be a trigger for you. Oh, and then you're all the way down. You're fully spiraling. It's a nightmare. When um, at a certain point, finally, I know for me with Evan, like I could not stop spiraling. Yeah. And then I finally was like, I am... Now, I removed myself fully off of social me media. Me too. I was off for a year and a half. No Same. shit. Like, no joke. It's off the Instagram, best. off Instagram. I was still on Snapchat, but I literally deleted all friends that had any relation to him. Yes. And I only yes. had that Snapchat, and that was it. No yes. Facebook, no Instagram, nothing. So important. And it changed everything. Me too. And it was like, I'm not saying it wasn't hard anymore, but it was like, I was able to, you know what? It's like you wake up in the morning and you have the grief, but you also wake up and you go, I got my day ahead of me and I'm not checking on social media. I'm not all of a sudden laying in bed at 2 a.m. scrolling through random friends and seeing his tagged tagged photos and oh, there he is. And then who's that girl that he's standing next to? I mean, it is just a nightmare. Social media has created that for us. And like, sometimes like if you have a ton of mutual friends, it's almost impossible to like block exactly. out everyone that you might see them on and you don't need that exactly and for me what was so important too was so I fully went off social media but then because him and I had like all of our best friends were mutual friends I told all my girlfriends I was like listen um when I walk into the room I need you for me to close this is when we were in college and Facebook was like the thing (laughs) I need you to close your computer like I need you to pull down Facebook. I don't want a temptation. I don't want to like look at it. I, and I need you guys to not talk about him at all. If you see a photo of Evan with some bitch (laughs) that you guys don't know, please do not mention it it to me. I just don't want to know. It's irrelevant to you. They're not with you. You're not with them anymore. Nope. Their business is not your business anymore. And it's better for you if it's not. Yep. I remember, God, I remember my, my big brother was a bartender and he said that my ex came in one night and was talking to him about me. And I was just like, why would it set my healing back? Yeah. Like weeks. I (laughs) fucked me up. If you are a friend. Now, people, I think, may have different opinions about this, but if you are want to be a good friend to somebody and they're in the middle of a breakup or, you know, it happened at least, you know, a few months beforehand and you see their ex out, just don't, don't bring it up. Shit. Don't bring it up. Unless it's one of those things where, you know, the only time that I feel like it can be... A, a, a good call is if your friend is in a uh, situation where they have been continually spiraling and a, coming from a toxic relationship yes. and maybe they keep getting drunk and calling the guy and he's out with like someone and you know, whatever there are situations that it calls for, but if they're just trying to get over the person, they're broken up. Yeah. There's just no point in bringing it up. Yeah. No point in bringing it up. Yeah. I think what's, what was also really hard for me, I don't know if you experienced this, but I suddenly had this doubt of like, was our relationship even ever real? Like, mm. was his love for me ever real? Oh, of course. So it was almost like, even though it may have solidified it, if a friend said, look, he's over you, he's with this new bitch. It also really hurt because I felt like I was judging his healing against mine. I'm like, how could he be yeah, over me so of course, quick? Of course. And like that just created a new layer of pain where mm-hmm. then I was like, did he not ever love me the way I did? You have him. to, you have to literally, literally pad yourself, like protect yourself during those first few months. Because I remember I had told all my friends, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And then of course I happened to go down one weekend and a friend's mom mentioned to me, like said something like, oh, I saw Evan out with such and such at the football game. 
are they hanging out together? Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, that like I remember so my up. eyes going, and like <laughs> just seeing. And I was in an unha- unhealthy place again for at least like two weeks where I couldn't stop mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I broke my social media fast and I like went on someone else's and I was like, tell me, are they together? Because if it's her of anyone, I'd be upset. And it was just like, <laughs> of course, it's yes. the one person who it would bug me. And it just took me back into like a, a bad place again. Yeah. And it's just like, you just got to protect yourself. Yeah. What I should have done as soon as that mom started to say, so I saw Evan, I'd be like, oh, no. and you, maybe you're going to come off bitchy or whatever. Who cares? But uh, there's that it's so like, there's that what? side of you that just wants to I know. know. It's that little monster inside of you that says, "Yeah, I need to know." It's like what an ad- I mean, it's like an addiction. Like love really can be. Yeah, and I think a breakup, it can you can go get into like almost a full addiction of needing to know like everything about your ex and and again like social media is just like, mm-hmm. you know, can be a life suck with that. Yeah. So just get off of you it need to take care of everything. yourself you need to take care of yourself exactly speaking of taking care of yourself you need to take care of yourself emotionally but you also need to take care of yourself physically and get those nutrients in that we were talking about earlier um and we have the most perfect and convenient way to do that it's through care of yeah actually during a breakup you should start c- taking care of your body too you re- that's one of the best things about a breakup yes, we'll get into that yes uh care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins supplements and protein powders for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, better sleep, taking care of yourself after a breakup, or something to support your health and fitness routine, Care of helps you build and stick with a plan that's right for you. All you have to do is take a short, fun, five-minute quiz and answer easy questions about your diet, lifestyle, health needs. You'll get a research-backed recommendation with the vitamins, supplements, or protein powders you need based on your completely personalized quiz results. Okay, I get ashwagandha. Uh, which I love, love, the chill pill. I get B12 energy. I get a digestive enzyme for after meals from my belly. Get probiotics and get veggie omegas Amazing. for my heart health. I love my packs. Well, and they're com- Oh, no, you're going to get into this right now. I won't take it away from you. <laughs> I was going to say, for those of us who struggle in this wellness department as well, it couldn't be easier. They give you exactly what you need. No wandering around the vitamin and supplement store aimlessly. And it's shipped right to your door in convenient daily packs with your name on them and no need to fear uh care of cares about the environment with their new compostable packs that meet the same quality and safety standards and they have a ton of info on how to compost them on their website by the way um vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs and to ensure you're getting the nutrients you need for those specific diets for 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter chatty. That's 25% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering code chatty. Okay, so with the holidays coming up um, for many of us, that means a uh, busy. Uh, maybe you got finals like this one next to me. Maybe you're trying to work and also buy gifts for all the family. Also, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking the kids to all the holiday parties. Uh, it's a stressful time, Broads, but there is something that you do not have to be stressed about because it is delicious and convenient and making our lives so much better. It's Daily Harvest. Ooh, I love Daily Harvest. Love it. Daily Harvest makes it so easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with thoughtfully sourced chef-crafted food that can be prepared in less than five minutes. 
Pots. Fill your box with more than 65 different options like ready-to-blend smoothies, hearty soups, savory harvest bowls. I love, they have a mint cacao smoothie. That tastes like mint chip ice cream, but of course, with way better stuff than ice cream. It's so, so good. Each Daily Harvest Cup takes one step to prepare with room for customization. You can add your favorite milk to a smoothie and blend or heat a harvest bowl and top it with an avocado or a fried egg. Oh, it's so yummy. And everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it, which I love. Um, And we talk about fresh all of Daily Harvest ingredients are sourced and selected for maximum nourishment and peak season flavor. This is the best meal when you're studying hard and want something nutritious in your dorm or to eat during the crazy before the holiday cram session at your job. It's convenient to throw in that office fridge or make sure your little ones have a hearty and healthy meal before school, even when you're busy. Daily Harvest is the answer. We both love Daily Harvest so much and eat those smoothies and bowls all the time. They are my favorite. The Go best. to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code chatty to get $25 off your first box that's promo code chatty for $25 that's a lot off your first box at dailyharvest.com dailyharvest.com okay anything else we can add about okay what if you do have that ex that is like texting you hey like maybe we can just be still be friends trying to have their cake and eat it too so the still be friends ex of course everyone says that but then there's a person that's still like hey you want to hang out everything's cool aren't we chill right how do you feel about the still be friends ex fuck them what if i've been that that ex and i think it's i think it's not fair because you need to recognize that the other person needs to heal and i think it is obvious if you have any kind of emotional intuition whether someone's at that place where they're ready to be friends with you or if they're not yeah yeah, because I've definitely had mutual breakups where it's like, okay, we can we can still be chill. Also, though, sometimes I have known that person's not over me, and I'm selfish, and I'm like, well, I do still want to like hang out. Yeah, it's nice. Like you kind of have like that kind of flirty moment. Um, I was gonna say we actually have a question, a specific message from someone um, about a still be friends situation oh, should we listen to it yes all righty let's do this hey brides my name is laura and i have a question about breakups because i'm going through a breakup right now actually and it's the first time in my history of relationships that we made sort of this seamless transition into just being friends and it happened almost immediately and we've been hanging out and talking and it feels fine like i don't even feel that's sad or weird about it um so my question is do you think that's normal like do you think we're preventing ourselves from really becoming independent of one another um and maybe do you think you need some space after a breakup or i don't know does it just happen differently every time okay first of all broads please keep sending us the voice memos because i (laughs) love this aspect i love that you're like here in the room with us Me and too. that we oh get God. to hello laura yes yes hi. please send us the voice memos when um, you have questions so so it's tough because obviously like she's saying it feels seamless and i think all relationships are different and i'm sure that there are definitely situations where it kind of just mutually ends yeah but i do tend to be a believer in space after a relationship for sure. Well, for one thing she was asking, uh, Laura was asking if it's normal. I do think 
there's no such thing as normal when it comes to two right. people. Well, in in a certain way with breakups, there's so many different variations. Oh, of normal. absolutely. And I absolutely. think that if you guys have no hard feelings towards each other and no lingering romantic feelings that are getting in the way, I think that seems normal. Mm-hmm. So, but say what you think. Well, I just feel like, I don't know. It's always complicated because I feel like I've seen this. There was, there's a specific friend of mine who had a situation that sounds similar to your Laura, yours, Laura. Um, and both parties, mutual, enjoyed each other's company, no hard feelings. We all kept hanging out as a group together. We were like, this is great. They're so low key. We can still all hang out. There's no breakup drama, you know, whatever. They still continued to hang out frequently together. No hookups were happening. Nothing, right? Seamless. But then one of them started seeing somebody. And that's when the dynamic shifted. And it was fairly soon after. And it Mm. wasn't even like um, the person was like dating, dating. But he started bringing a girl around who clearly they had a flirtatious vibe. And it got real awkward real fast. Because there wasn't that space between them after the breakup to like fully heal and kind of independently have a life apart from each Mm -hmm. other that it started to get real messy so and then it really sometimes you don't actually know that you're going to feel that until that situation comes exactly exactly but I do feel like even when you have a breakup that is um mutual and ends nicely and even if you both say like I don't have any feelings for that person I would think it's a fairly rare situation that if all of a sudden someone started seeing if you if like your ex started seeing somebody that there wasn't even just maybe a little bit of something if it's fairly fresh that's why I think like in their situation that maybe in time they could totally be friends and it's fine but maybe the best call would be at least for the near future, at least for maybe the, for the next like month or two to not be like together all the time or maybe communicating a ton. I would also, uh, as far as communication goes, or I would just be really vocal about checking in and being like, you need to be honest and I'm promising to be honest. If there's yeah. any like, I don't know though, this doesn't work because I was going to say, you know, if, if there's any lingering feelings, you need to tell me. But if you're the one with the feelings, you don't want to tell because then maybe the person's going to back up, but you yeah. don't want the person to back up because you like them and you want to be around them. Of course. I don't know. And I also think, when I I'm, think you kind of got to just see how that plays out though. Yeah. Well, I'm, when I'm hearing her message, And I don't know, Laura, if it's just your like calm, smooth, sexy voice, but I would, you seem like you're good and you're chill with the situation, which makes me think maybe he's He's not, not. which makes me think maybe he might be the one who maybe if he brought in another girl, you could be fine. But maybe if you brought around a guy, maybe he wouldn't be as fine. Well, you know, as that shitty 2007 or whatever your pop song says 2009 when a heart breaks no it don't break even and it's true it's facts <laughs> it's facts someone's always gonna have a one more little shard than the other person i don't think there's i don't know who sang that song but split. it might as well be gandhi because honestly <laughs> it's it's truth it really is no wiser saying has ever been spoken it it's <laughs> It's the same thing where like we have we're going to have a, a episode at some point about um, friendships that are uh, what's the word 
don't know. Why am I, why am, what are you talking about? Our friendships with our guy friends. Oh, platonic friendships. Platonic friendships. Platonic that's male that's friendships. the word. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, again, I think 100% Becca and I are in a, in a situation where we believe we are in completely platonic relationships with two of our best friends who mm-hmm. are males. But most, I think the rule of thumb is typically someone, at least someone is you know, if they get drunk, might be more inclined to make out with the other person or, yes, you know, that's actually such a good way of putting it. Like, I think there is even with platonic friendships, one person that's always going to get a little more peeved if the other person starts dating somebody. Exactly. Else. Even if they don't like them, it's just, you can't help. It's it. just, there's always someone, if you're the one who's okay, probably then the other person. So Laura, maybe bit. he's, you know, wants to be around you and he is fine, but I don't know. I would say this. You know yourself. So if you start feeling more romantical feelings or upset feelings, have some self-control and pull back. But I'd also say you probably know him pretty well at this point. Yeah, so for sure. if you start picking up on and I'm I haven't done this myself. I can't take my own advice. So if you start picking up that he's still kind of into you, you might need to pull it back. Yeah, you don't want to hurt him. And it's hard not to because that attention can be nice. It can, and it's also just a safe, comfy place. Mm -hmm. This is your person you've gone on movie dates with for however long, and the person that you just have come over whenever. Oh, I've done this. I've done this. So Um, I feel horrible. (sighs) Okay. There was something else I want to talk about with the breakup part, though. Oh, I was going to say real quick, back to to, to post-breakup, you're the dumpy. Um don't call them don't text them don't reach out and no. i know every person's gonna be like well our situation is different like he still cares doesn't matter doesn't matter don't just don't just don't and actually i don't want you to go into it with this mindset but if you have hope of you guys getting back together the best thing you can do and you can attest to this just is you dump them back <laughs> they dump you guess what you never talk to them again <laughs> Another phrase that Gandhi could have said, to be honest, because it, it is it, it it's truly game changing because that's the thing in mine and Evan's situation. And, you know, take take, you know, notes from our playbook. I don't know. But for me, I had to just shut shut it off, delete the name from my phone, which is the hardest, most painful thing ever. Like, don't yep, get me wrong. I did that, too. But when I had the mindset. And the mind, like that, that frame of mind where I go, we're going to get back together. It wasn't going to happen. I had to get to a point where I was like, girlfriend, you need to live your life. You're not going to go. You're not going to get back together. And I had to, I had to get to that point. And, um, I always, I said this in our vows, I had to get to a point where I, before we broke up, I knew that I couldn't live without Evan. I was desperate for him. I couldn't live without him. But for us, for our relationship to work, I needed to get to a place where I knew I could live without him, but I didn't want to. Love that. So that was, that was like my huge, that was the huge growth curve. But Mm. I've had so many friends who, I actually have one of our friends currently now that we've been having like this conversation with where they broke up and it's kind of like, but we'll get back together. And that's, there's that mindset there. And I always say, just don't even go there. I just believe that the better call is to not think we'll get back together. You just have to think we are broken up and I need to now take care of me Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. And if you're the one who's 
moving forward in the relationship, always thinking like, but we're going to get back together, but we're going to get back together. You're not fully going to take care of yourself because you're still thinking with like two hearts instead of one because you're thinking about that person too. And you need to just take care of you. Also, the reason that you're doing everything is going to be for them. And I remember that feeling of like, I'm going to go to this party and like, maybe they'll see that I'm out and they'll be jealous. I'm going to get this new piercing because I know he loves that. (laughs) Like, I'm going to get my nipples pierced because he always wanted it. He's so jealous. Yes. Um, Yeah. No, you're totally right. And then and then you lose so much of your life when you do that. You miss out on fun nights with friends. You miss out on like exciting adventures that you could take i i missed out on going to a different fucking school i would have gone to a different school but i was so like i can't stray too far because if i'm too far then out of sight out of mind and he's you know it forget about me he i let it control my life even though we weren't even together and it took a long time yeah should we talk about steps to I'm debating right now. Should we go into being on the other end and dumping or should we get into like how to make, how to live your best life in the breakup? Oh, let's do that. And then we have, the, we can talk dump, life. dumping because so, I have a great, I've got a broad question for about the dumping. Okay. Yeah. Um, living your best life post breakup. I have to say there's actually, um, I know Louis CK got canceled, but there's a great part in his show, Louis, mm-hmm. where he's going to this doctor talking about his breakup. Did you ever watch that series? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so, it was so good. It was I so good. canceled. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks that he's Come a piece on, of shit. Come on, fucking Louie. Come on, but dude. there is a scene where he's talking to this doctor about his breakup and he's going like this breakup, like it just sucks. It's just, it's just destroying me, you know? And the doctor was like, I haven't felt that sad since my wife left me 13 years ago. And he was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is it in life. Like Mm. I, he's like, I would kill to feel that sad Mm. again. Like this, this, the deepest of emotions, like the low is low. And, and it's just, it truly is. It's what albums are written from. It's what art is created from is this devastating point Mm. of heartbreak from the ashes, which we rise, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's true. Like it is the worst Mm -hmm. time, but a lot of times it, it, it really is like burning everything to the, to the ground, to the ashes. And you have to build something back up out of nothing. And it can be such (sighs) a pivotal turning point in a really positive way eventually in your life. That was so beautiful. Honestly, though, like maybe that's why our, our like go-to, uh, uh, thought when people say like, what was the hardest thing is the breakup because it is the, that incredibly powerful feeling. But that's what I was saying too, when we started to talk, which might've sounded dark when I was like, I love talking about breakups because of like the at from the ashes we rise. That's just what I like. Oh, it just lights that fire because when you see someone who is just so low, it's like this moment in your life could change everything. And it could be exactly what you need to kickstart the rest of your life. A breakup could be the best thing to ever happen to you. Truly. And I really feel like I see that so much. Yeah. And that's why it's like, it's so, I know it feels so impossible to think that way while you're in like the depths of the, of the darkness. And I think that there is something to be said about, like you said, feeling 
just letting yourself feel those things. Let them overwhelm Maybe not you. reacting to it and make, you know, calling him when you're, don't maybe react, but allow yourself to feel that. Yeah. But then know that like, oh my God, this could be exactly, this could be the beginning of the rest of my life. I think there is a pivotal moment. I think, I think you know when there's a switch. I think, at least I feel like I know myself, and if you know yourself, there will be a point where you know it's time to stop being in the rut where you're at. I fully believe, I, I, I always get a little hesitant when I see people immediately being like, I'm over it. We're moving on. We're like, we, I think, mm-hmm. I think you do need to give yourself a period of time to grieve. Oh, Otherwise absolutely. it's going to hit you later and it's going to hit no. you harder. And you, and you grow when you allow yourself to grieve for sure. Yeah. And I also think that like, as a friend to let your, let, I know it's annoying. Let your friend talk about it mm-hmm. for months. I, for me, I let myself play the songs that would make me sob for yep. months. <laughs> I would go through the photos. I would dig up like just, but like you said, on my end, instead of contacting him or going through his Facebook and seeing what he's doing now, mm-hmm. I had to mourn everything we had gone through. Yes. But then there was a point and it was a little bit of a long time later. It was maybe like six months later, mm-hmm. which I remember. And this is, this was also fucked up. I remember people being like, oh, you're still like kind of not over oh, him. And I'm just like. Even for high school breakups, like high school romance breakups, mm-hmm. healing is not linear. Let, let people go at their own pace. But I remember there was a point where I knew I was like, it, you got to you got to you got to yeah. flip it. So you want to talk about that process of you when you got to that point of time to flip it? Yeah. You know what? This is like and I'm like beaming even thinking about this. Like you're saying too, just the emotions were so raw. It's like incredible to even like go back and think about it's hard. You can't touch that place anymore. Really. No, no. And uh, there was a moment, and I'm sure you would probably remember it too. There was there are two distinctive moments. The first one is, I remember after this, like specifically mine and Evan's breakup. I remember the first time I laughed really hard after it. Oh, do you remember that time for the first time? Like when you had genuine joy. Yeah. For the first time, and not even just like, I'm talking like belly laugh, the first genuine, like, it just was like raw and real. It's a long time. Yeah. I don't really remember specifically, but I remember when I did start to have fun, mm-hmm. like actual fun, not right, like or, fun tainted by, you know, actually right, or after, forcing yourself to do it or After whatever. the breakup was when I first really actually started having recognizable anxiety that I hadn't mm. had before. Before I had always had, like, I didn't know what to call it. Yeah. And I realized now it was anxiety and like weird eating disorder stuff. But after that breakup, which I've talked about, I stopped. I, like there was months where I just didn't really eat and I would maybe have a meal or two a day. It's always been really hard for me though, when I'm going through grief yeah. to eat. Yeah. Some people are the opposite, but for me, it's always been really difficult to like nourish myself. Um, but yeah, I started having anxiety and like where I would be at dinner with a friend and all of a sudden it was like, um, maybe actually it's what people call disassociation. I don't know. Where all of a sudden it was like where I was like sucked out of the room, like my mind was almost. Mm. And all of a sudden it was like I was hovering and like I was watching what was happening between me and my friend, but it didn't <sighs> feel real. I don't remember. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> It's not disassociation? I think disassociation, at least when they, I was diagnosed at some point with disassociation, and it was like, for me, it was like just not remembering anything that had happened. I'm just going to look it up real quick. Um, uh, 
disconnection and lack of continuity between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and identity. So it actually might be the other half of it. Because for me, it was like where I was like pulled out of my own body and I was just like, does this person who's my friend who I had known since like elementary school, does she even really know me? Mm. Like, does this person, is this even really happening right now? It's really freaky. Um, Anyway, uh, oh, we were talking about that moment where you said you you remembered when you laughed. I remember the first moment that I like truly laughed after the breakup. And I would encourage people who are going through breakups to when you have that moment, the first time you really belly laugh. And then like any moment after that, like when you all of a sudden for the first time feel like extreme joy after like really hold on to those moments mm. and write them down, maybe journal them, whatever, where it's like at the end of the day, you're like, Oh my God, my girlfriend made me like laugh to light, like almost peed my pants today and whatever. And give yourself credit for having those like feelings. And I feel like you hold on to them to remember that still is life. Life isn't just devastation anymore. You can still experience joy and that will come back. You brought up a key point for me, which was journaling. And so what I used to do actually, instead of contacting my ex or calling or texting him, hello, plane. Hello. <laughs> uh, if I had a thought or like something I wanted to tell him about, I would just write letters, but in my journal. Mm, smart. And then I didn't send them to him, but I would just write like today I thought about you and this and this. And that mm-hmm. was like during my grieving period. And I felt like it really helped. It helped me like get it out, but I didn't have to actually affect. Yeah. Like my healing by actually sending it to him and waiting for his reply because that's actually the biggest issue i think with reaching out oh is it's yeah. not so much like I, I think it's you anticipating then what they're going to say back being hurt if they don't being hurt about how they respond be all that kind of thing for sure yeah there's um, it, there's so many layers to it yeah so so anyway that po- that turning point um I really believe that like physical activity is it yes. may not be your thing, but I think you got to find some sort of like hobby mm-hmm. to get it out. Sweat oh, yeah. It out. Yeah. If you're not if you're not a rock climber like this queen, <laughs> a hobby for sure. Well, I but, joined theater. Yeah. For me, like that's a great. Yeah. That's I, a great I was one. like, I'm too busy with school and I wasn't a theater major, but I was just like. I'm going to go audition. You know, this is you guys channel. If you if you enjoy acting, channel your pain because I walked into a theater audition and it was like, you know, every the only other people there were the people who were actually theater majors. Yeah. And I walked in and it was a very it was all my sons, which is a devastating, like the saddest play and you ever. Were like, get ready. No. I'm about and, to rock no, this I, shit. I walked up. They didn't know me. And I sobbed through my entire monologue. Got the part. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really actually great example of a hobby to do, though, because also you want to pick something that has community involved. Yes. And I made so many friends and I had so much fun. And all of a sudden I had people and I was channeling my grief and I would go up on stage and I'd sob it out. And then I'd hang out with people afterwards who are also emotional like me. <laughs> Guys, I, you know, whether you're going on that weird meetup site and finding mm-hmm. a hiking crew or joining a local theater thing or i'm trying to think of what other hobbies people might have um people do like running like, groups right i mean like non-sports things like um like like hobbies you could do with other people maybe you could even like take an art class yeah like any a local sort art of class um i don't know i'm not very creative on this part but there's also like really non-competitive little sport things you can do like you join like a co-ed softball team or like, something i remember silly like when that. we were on uh, nick's show 
someone called in and was talking about like a trivia night. Trivia yeah. nights are so great. People go by themselves all the time and then they end up joining another like threesome of people. Yes. And you meet people and you have like a fun thing where like, you know. Yeah. If you're religious, start going to like a Bible study group yep. with other girls. Yep. Um, I did start climbing again and I mm. started making a crew through that. And that was like the first time where I was really like, oh, I feel hopeful again. Yes. And I also did. I went every single night to the climbing gym but that activity really helped me process mm -hmm. a lot of things i started running at the time and i would just like run till i couldn't stop and it was such a powerful way to get out my oh, feelings yeah. and i'm sure like when you're with people who you're making new friends who don't know you and your ex yep so yeah they're, exactly. they're not gonna bring up your ex they're not gonna by accident be like oh well, i saw todd out the other it's night it's your new life yeah, it, yeah you're completely you're starting fresh i think it's important to start from scratch in a Even lot of a ways new job like this might sound kind of crazy but like let, let, i'm not talking about like whole career <laughs> <Yeah>. shift <laughs> quit everything i'm saying if you're like a college student and you've been working at the same like i was working at a catering place for instance and mm -hmm. maybe if you have the opportunity to switch it up and start working at a new restaurant and you can make yeah. like new co-worker friends you know you know i i remember reading some somewhere once that someone was like uh when you're going through a breakup like don't make any rash decisions like cutting your hair or getting a tattoo or whatever i don't feel that As way I do at it. all I'm all about it. I got a tattoo. I cut my hair off. Yeah. And you know what? I don't like the tattoo, but when I look at it, it reminds me of a place that like I grew from and it's just a, a memory that I have. And yeah, if I would have chopped off all my hair and I would have hated it. I got a pixie. Yeah. And you know I kind of regretted it, but also like, but also like you're, you're hurting so bad that it fuzzes out some of the other pain. If you Dude, that's what Frida Kahlo used to do. Every time she'd have like her and Diego Rivera would break up, she oh. would cut off all her hair. And it was like this thing. And I've actually done that a few times now. Break up. It's Cut it off. Fresh. You need you need to shed that weight. Mm -hmm. Shed that weight of that man. Also, mm, another th aspect to that letting go. I say you can hold on to the mem mementos. And again, I think there's a certain point for me. It was five or six months where I went. Actually, this is one of the, I believe, for a divorce breakup. doesn't matter whether you're in high school or whether you're 60 years old. I believe once you're at the point where you know you're ready you need to purge. Look at me in the camera. It's time to purge. <laughs> I read this book called Clearing Your Clutter with Feng Shui. Mm. Life-changing, whether it's that Marie Kondo or whatever. After that breakup, you go through every box in your house. You go through every piece of artwork on your wall. And if that shit reminds you of your ex or is one of your ex's items... If you want to, snap a photo of it so you don't forget it if that's, like, important to you and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Dump it off on their porch. Give it to one of their friends. Donate it. Throw it. Burn it. I don't care. Get rid of every trace mm -hmm. of them in your house. Mm -hmm. Fact. You know what? Honestly, too, think about every... Think about every rom-com or love story movie the best scene in the entire movie is when all of a sudden that woman gets her power back and she's cleaning her house and you see her she's got kind of a fresh new place she's gotten rid of all her stuff the music's picking up again it's happy you see her taking those big deep breaths and enjoying yes. her oxygen again it's the best part of the entire movie i also believe this is a little woo woo maybe for some people but i believe you have to clear out that old energy in mm -hmm. your home in order to make room for a new energy for new people to enter your life yeah, absolutely and someone who walks into your home is going to feel, I believe, is going to feel the weight of this like stagnant energy you're holding mm -hmm. in your home. Absolutely. Clear it out.
it can be it can be the like it's going to be the hardest it's going to be the dirtiest and the grittiest time but it can also lead to the best most beautiful time of your entire life when else like try something new you've always wanted to do when mm-hmm. else are you going to do it do it now do it now because let me tell you something life starts kicking up and going by real fast and i know i've still re- relatively young to say that but i'm 31 you know i've lived a little bit and it i'm <sighs> The past 10 years have gone by so fast. I literally like can't even, I can't process it. And if I could go back to 20 year old Jessica who had just gotten broken up with, I'd grab her by the collar (laughs) very aggressively and pull her in and be like, you're young, you're full of life. You're beautiful. Don't waste this time. Go out and enjoy it. Travel more. I wish I would have traveled more. Oh man. Dude, I, I just have to say real quick about the breakup thing. If you have the opportunity to, obviously not everyone can do this, but yeah. if you have the opportunity to travel right after, I had a bad breakup and I went to Costa Rica 10 days after. Bye-bye. Who are you? I completely <laughs> forgot about that, I man. I was in shambles until I went on that trip and I came back. I was tan. I was glowing, living my best life. Ugh. It's the best. Also, I think that if you have the opportunity to move, do that too out of your apartment or house that you may share up those memories with that person. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, yeah. And we're right now, we're really talking about breakups from our experience when we weren't necessarily like, we're not involving kids and no. living together and all this. Now <sighs> to those people who are, who are going through that, listening to this, um, we don't have that experience necessarily. You can't get rid of the kids. <laughs> can't get rid of the kids. <laughs> Everything that reminds so, you of So I'd love to have, uh, um, on the on on an episode in the future someone talking about maybe like divorce or breakups with people who have children you know long-term type things i still think that but i think a lot of the tips yes i think a lot of the tips can still ring true regardless of your situation switch up your routine whatever it is Mm -hmm. and actually in the feng shui book a lot of the examples she used were from divorced people who had been divorced for like eight or nine years and still had like their husbands yeah. like one of their some of their books yeah obviously the you can't delete the father of your children's like contact information <laughs> no. probably unless obviously it's a different type of situation <laughs> yeah like yeah this yep. is all but there are some things that yeah glean what you can um okay all right well let's chat about this for a second and then we can do one of the questions about being the dumper God. oh lord <laughs> All this, all this beautiful, beautiful encouragement. Oh, also real quick. Don't give yourself a shit time. If like you guys are broken up for a year and a half and you think you're doing great. And then you see your person with someone new for the first time and it stings like it no, did it's always two months hurt. in. It's, it's always going to hurt. And then it might come up at weird times when you don't expect yeah, it. Yeah. Like, like we were talking about grief. It's going to come up randomly. Don't beat yourself up about this at all in general. I told you, I dreamt about my ex a lot when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. which I actually Googled it and a lot of other women experience it. Yeah. But it's like. Stuff might come up weirdly. Um, well, during this discussion, we've talked about how sometimes you just need to walk away, <laughs> but let's make sure you're walking away in cute, comfortable <laughs> shoes. Okay. <laughs> and if you want to walk away in the most comfortable shoes, you'd have to go with Rothy's. Retail therapy, baby. <laughs> Rothy's are the perfect. Oh, I bought so much. <laughs> Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts, and they come in ever-changing array of colors, prints, patterns, and they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more, whatever you want. In fact, they launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. 
Uh, I wear my sneaker style white and black Rothy's pretty much every day. And as we have discussed, Rothy's are made out of recycled plastic water bottles. It will blow your mind because they are so soft and comfortable. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. Another major bonus, they're fully machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in your washing machine. It's like getting a fresh pair every laundry day. And if you're a parent, you know this is a true blessing for you your shoes and your kids shoes. Uh, Rothy's uh, own and operate their manufacturing workshop also where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. They truly are forever shoes. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash chatty. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash chatty to get your new favorite flats. Comfortable, comfort, style, sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. You just got to head to rothys.com slash chatty today. All right. Should we take another broad question? Yeah, I'm actually going on Rothy's right now to check out their new shoes. Saving that for when we get done recording this. <laughs> Time to purchase. <laughs> um, all right. Hi, Becca and Jess. Um, first, I just want to say I love the podcast. And I want to give a little shout out to my friend Emily who got me into listening to the podcast. Um, so for breakup questions, uh, unfortunately, every time I have gone through a breakup, I've had to be the dumper. I've never been a dumpy, which I'm sure people that have been dumped thinks that's great, but I kind of feel like it's almost harder being the person that has to do the dumping. And so... Um, I was wondering, how do y'all deal with, or do you have any advice for dealing with going through a breakup where the other person hasn't really done anything wrong? But I know y'all have talked before about getting the ick, and um, sometimes I get the ick kind of late in a relationship, like three months or sometimes even six months in, and so they haven't really done anything wrong, but... I'm just not really feeling it anymore and I don't want to be with them anymore. And I feel like that's a little hard to explain when you are uh, three to six months into a relationship that you just don't really want to be with them anymore if they haven't like cheated or done anything um, to hurt you. So uh, I just wanted to see if y'all had any advice on how to deal with that kind of situation or if you had been through that before. Thank you so much again. I love the podcast. First of all, shout out to Emily. Thank you for hooking our girl up with the uh, podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Mackenzie, you have the cutest voice. Cutest her, voice. Her life. Also, Mackenzie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude, but three to six months? Girl, this is perfectly normal time for the ick. Oh, yeah. Don't feel bad. I'm talking no. a year and a half, girl, where all of a sudden yeah. you wake up next <laughs> to this person and you're like, you're disgusting. Yes, I know we live in this apartment together and are totally invested in each other's lives, but I'm going to need you to leave. Now. Seven years in, you turn around and go, oh, God. Oh, my oh. God. What decision have I made? <laughs> Throw up a little bit in your mouth. Um, no, no I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to downplay that, but no, I just, no, no, no. I but do don't say, feel bad. Don't first feel of bad. all, I feel like that's totally, I just want to say on, on that note of time, like that seems super valid at Absolutely. that point. I think it's just around three months where you start really to see that person's mm-hmm. true colors and who they are mm-hmm. maybe even later. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't, don't feel guilty. I do totally understand where you're coming from. Yes. And this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks in a different way, you know, it truly and it's does, like, yeah. 
Um, I will say, say still, I think my, my breakup I was talking about was still the hardest thing, but, um, because it carries out longer term, but mm-hmm. short term being the breakup or really Yeah, blows. that's what I was going to say. I don't want to like not validate anyone who's like being the one who's dumping or you Mackenzie at all, because it is so painful. I think what we're dealing with, like you said, is it can be more in like, yeah, short term challenging, but long term sometimes being dumped is more a little more like you have to process through more but, it, but it's really hard to especially if you really do love someone and like them yes and you've got to end it yes and sometimes yeah sometimes there's no real good reason to do that definitely been there um jess why don't you talk about your experience with this well <laughs> for me being the one who dumps um it's, it's a challenge for me because I am a people pleaser and I've gotten better in my life, but young Jessica struggled big time and letting someone down was like my biggest fear. So dumping someone was an absolute nightmare for me. Um, I would literally like kick and scream and like try to, this is so bad. I would basically try to get the person to like break up with me first, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause I was just like, I can't, like, I really I can't don't do think it. we're compatible. <laughs> I would just be, be a like, nightmare. Yeah. I would just be a nightmare. I would just be like, just super pushy and snippy and like, don't be like, don't touch me. Like I was, I would just be, I would just suck. And, uh, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. It's just like, oh God, you're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not breaking up with you. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know you're <laughs> gross. Um, but I would say when it comes to, being the one um who dumps obviously Mackenzie for you you've never been in the situation where you have gotten dumped but having been dumped I will say the kindest thing you can do with someone is if you're over being in a relationship with them is to end it you know what I mean so when sooner than later yeah. yeah it's just like it's it's just the longer you draw it out the more one or one or two things are going to happen either one the person's going to get more attached to you so the breakup's going to be harder or two you guys are just going to keep fighting more and more and just that's more damaging to Girl, both of your psyches I've done this too where I break up with someone and then they talk me out of it <laughs> yes correct either right then or weeks later where they I'm somehow wiggle like, their way back in. How did in? this happen? How am I still here? Why, now I have to break up with you twice? Yeah, Maybe oh even God. three times? Yeah. Oh, girl. Mm. I've also done it where, I'm not saying you should take this advice, but where we've gotten drunk and then I have the liquid courage and I create a blowout fight and then I go, you know what? We're <laughs> over. I make them say something. <laughs> if I'm something, going to do it, it has to be I dramatic. I make them say something <laughs> unforgivably rude, you know? And yeah. then I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. We're done. Never speak Slam. to me again. Yes. Mm, that's not healthy. The healthy way would be to kindly just explain. And I like you were saying, Mackenzie, with when it comes to the ick, I mean, obviously, mm. like it's not going. You're not, not gonna oh. say I have the ick, but it's just you can just you can honest you can be honest and still um, you know, be kind with it. Like, like, I don't think you're my one. Yeah, just be like, you know what, I just don't think and then when they go, Wait, what do you mean? Like, what is it? I I can't you just have to be you pull a bachelor and just go like there's just something missing missing you know and that's it you don't the thing is too also own your power 
even if you've been with this person for a long time, you don't necessarily owe this crazy lengthy explanation, right? So if you've been with someone, you owe them the decency of being someone that cared about them and you were in a relationship with. So you need to break up with them kindly and make sure that like if they need closure, there's closure. But you know those people who will just keep pushing, but why, but why, but why? You don't owe, you do not owe I completely agree. So don't get pressured into that. I'm sorry because some people are getting pissed about this, but remember Jason on Becca's season? How he came back with a scrapbook. Oh yeah, no. Mm-mm. I have a I have a Jason in my past, mm. big time. Mm-mm. Maybe have, that's why we felt that way about him because maybe. we've experienced that kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. please don't do this. I to had a guy the, who literally brought woman. a scrapbook to me like about a week after I broke up with him, and then was bringing like jewelry and things, and it was just like, this is so manipulative. <laughs> I, I'm done. Like we're done, and you you need to know. If you have someone like that in your life who is continuing to come back and being like, I mean, it's emotionally manipulative. And, you know, maybe if they're not, they're maybe not meaning to there, it's maybe a subconscious thing, but you have to know worst case, they may go back and tell their friends that you're a bitch, but you just got to do it. You got to do it for you. You know, and this comes down to what we were talking about earlier. You know, what if your ex keeps texting you? Oh, see, okay. So I've also been in this scenario. Sometimes there's the person the ick where you're like, I would actually prefer that I never see you again. <laughs> like that's harsh, but I wish yeah, you would just no, disappear and we could it, pretend yeah. like this never happened. Yeah. I did have an ex though, where um, the sex was really good, and also though we were really good friends, we mm. really were, and. Yeah, I, you know, actually, like the first six months I did keep, he, he uh, it was sad, you know, he was texting me, he'd be like, I remember, here's this letter you wrote me, and like, I just can't believe we're over, like, please give me another shot, and like, I get it, trust me, I get it, and I had to just be like, nope, sorry, not doing this, no, mm-hmm. I can't talk on the phone, and that's, that's part of what you were saying with, we, you don't owe this person something, yeah. so this person may be mm-hmm. like, I want to meet up, please come over, like, I want to get, <sighs> ah, we didn't bring this up. The classic, you left a strand of hair at my place and I need to return this to you. No. Or it might actually be three boxes of shit. You know what I told one of my exes? So I had an ex who broke up. Ooh! (laughs) I had an ex who broke up with me. And I had already been around the block a time or two. So I I went to Costa Rica. Like I said, I I was gone for two weeks. Right, right. I had already unfollowed him. I had already, you You, know, you had, you had, I had already, like by day three, I'd already gotten all of his shit out of my apartment, you know? I was like, nope, bye bye. Uh, and then he started doing the thing of like, why don't you, you left like your stuff, this stuff at my house. Why don't you come over and get it? Mm -mm. And I told him, no, your roommate, like I'll meet up with your roommate and she can give it to me. Beautiful. You Mm -hmm. send, you send one of your friends over. Yeah. And you know what this bitch ended up doing? (laughs) hooking up no 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 he ended up we lived six minutes away from each other in la six minutes with traffic (laughs) he mailed my shoes to me with a note that said i hope you find what you're looking for he broke up with me oh my god that was actually a pointless story had nothing to do with what i was saying but it's insane though don't make the excuse if you're the breakup b of i have to go get my stuff please don't do it to yourself and please tell that person drop your shit off on the front door when i'm at work and if you're you're the breakup -er 
and the breakup E, because sometimes we have the reverse situation. We yep. were talking about before about like, oh my gosh, like what if the one who breaks up with you keeps texting you? Well, sometimes you break up and then they continue to text. The breakup E is like you left stuff and is trying to force it you back. You got to help them. On both ends, yes. You you will help the person if you just cut it and say my roommate will be here at this time and yes. you can come pick it up. And again, you can, do, these things are all, you're able to do all these things kindly. We are not talking about someone. We are not talking about, um, emotionally abusive relationships physically. No. We are, we are just no. talking about, you know, like you're like a run of the mill, uh, run of the middle, like relatively healthy, whatever it may be. Do you are taking care of this person? If you just kindly explain to them, and you can tell them too, I'm doing this to help both of us. This will be better in the long run and you just have to just let it. And you can even just make up an excuse to be like, I'm going to be out of town. So come pick it up. I'll leave it behind this plant. Yeah. Like if you need and to you do that kind of and thing. And honestly, you don't even, you can just say, like if someone's like, oh, you, you let, you know, the breakup egos, you left your stuff at my place, blah, 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 blah. Again, they're no longer in a relationship with you, you owe them zero explanation. So you can even just say, Hey, I can't come get it. Can you just leave it here? Yeah. You don't even tell them why oh, you like can't. My friend's going to pick it you up don't for have, me. Yep. You don't have to say, I'm going to be busy. You don't have to say, I don't think it's a good idea. You just be like, I can't. Or my even we're in the, in the day of Uber. Say, I'm sending an Uber yeah. to get, to pick up my Beautiful. stuff. You can put, you can you give can it put to it the driver. On. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. It's just, I think that, on both sides, whether you're the breakup or the breakup E, we like to make relationships complicated because love is complicated and love is hard. But the way I feel like you can always protect yourself is to keep it simple. And I know, I remember what I got I got off on my tangent, but um, I was going to say I do think while you don't owe the other person anything, being the breakup er you do owe them respect and be fair and it's not fair to them to try to continue to hook up with them if you know they're not over you. Absolutely. To continue to invite them out to lunch or to come over and hang out when you're bored and lonely one night. That's not fair. Completely unfair. And you, I I think most people know when that line is crossed to the point where you're using that person and you're not being considerate of that person's feelings. Absolutely. You have to be... In a relation, during a breakup, I do think it's just like you have to look out for number one massively. But this is also someone you were in a relationship with. So you have you to. You about them at one you point, have presumably. To, yeah, you have to also make sure that you take care of their feelings. Like you said, that way with being the breakupper, not to, you know, exacerbate like hanging out more or whatever if they're hurting. And then if you're the breakup e, you will take care of the person who broke up with you by respecting their decision. I do think it, as heartbreaking as it is. What I do, what I just said though, I do go back and forth with because at the same time, it's like you should be fair to the other person, but you're also not responsible for their emotions. So if they're saying like, I'm fine, we're fine. Let's hang out. And you want to hang out, but they still secretly get hurt. Like that is at the same no, time on them. That's for sure on them. And I don't think you should burden yourself with it at all. Right. It's just more like, if you want to think about long run, it's kind of like, you can do it, but just know that 
it might end up getting complicated, which will burden you too, ultimately. So like, okay. Also, you if know. you do want to preserve the friendship, I think it's better to take a period of time to not talk to each other at all. Like yes. maybe six months or yes. three months or whatever, depending on how long you were together. Yes. Because I think that that does help. Time does heal a it lot of wounds. Sure, so yeah. if you do genuinely want to be friends later, I still think give yourself anywhere from two weeks to however long you need from a year. You have a little space. I agree. All right. Great. I feel, I feel good about fun. this. You know, I think that, uh, I feel good yeah. about our future. Breakups. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Evan and gray. We just really hyped each other episode. <laughs> if you, um, need help after <laughs> once we break up with you, we actually we'll made this we'll episode it. for you. We'll link it for you. We're off to Tokyo. <laughs> Chat soon. Broads. <laughs> Is that Japanese? Oh dear. Yeah. All right. Bye broads. <laughs> <laughs>